proud bisexual astrology influencer. Bye bye bye. Question mark. <laughs> It is Hot by Summer. Hello and welcome to Hot by Summer, the podcast that's your one-stop shop for everything by with your host, Charmy. That's me. Everything from by news, by TV shows and films, by awakenings, and so much more. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, press all the buttons, do all the things so I can give you all the bisexual juicy content that you'll ever need. So let's get into it. This week has been such a fun little doozy with Mars and Cancer. Are you crying a lot? Because I'm crying a lot. <laughs> Are you understanding your emotions on a whole different level? Because that's what Mars and Cancer is really teaching me. There's this really great astrologer, um, Queer Cosmos, who is just incredible. And if you're not following him already, please do. He's this incredible astrologer that has this great book called Queer Cosmos. But he he's a Gemini. And he talked about how Mars being in Cancer right now, this time of really, really beautiful things that we're seeing. And one of the things that he talks about that I find absolutely positively incredible is this idea that a lot of people are like, Mars in Cancer, that's not good. That's bad. That's sad. That's that's not good because it's in detriment. It doesn't like being there. He said a lot of people assume that Mars in Cancer is like this very specific thing, but he was like, when we think about Mars in Cancer, we think about Mars being this fighter and this aggression and this uh, this protector, right? And then Cancer being this nurturer. And who do we think about that are protective nurturers? The mother. So Mars being in Cancer is that mom energy. And I just feel like when he talked about that, it really shifted my perspective in Mars and Cancer placements in general, but also this time, this time astrologically and thinking about the things that I love, the things I want to protect, the things that I hold dear, the things that I will fight for and go to the death for, especially during Aries season and Mars rules Aries, right? So just thinking about that made me really put into perspective so much of so much of the things that I hold dear. And there's so many things that I hold dear, so many things that I hold dear. But probably the biggest thing that I'm understanding in myself is my peace and my peace of mind. <laughs> and sometimes to protect your peace of mind, you have to, you have to do what's really difficult and that's boundaries. And that could be a whole other episode. That could be a whole other thing. But when it comes to the things that you love, what are those things? Like what, what are the things that you love? And I, I don't know. I've just been thinking a lot about that. And I've been crying a lot about that. And there's nothing wrong with crying. I think there's a soft strength in crying. And uh, yeah, I think that's great. I think we should talk about some buy recommendations, some things that I've been watching. Because there's a lot that I've been watching that have been very buy and very incredible and very much 
Like I love this. I absolutely love this. Before we do that, I want to also talk a little bit about my TikTok and some things that I've been talking about on my TikTok. So I've been talking a lot about, I have like these breakup diaries where it's like a visual journal of going through a breakup and just like day to day and what that's like. And that has been so cathartic and so healing because breaking up is just a part of life. Like (laughs) breaking up is a part of life. And I also want to say that dating as a bisexual is not difficult because we are difficult inherently because we have this like kooky little sexuality that is strange and different most queer people are bi in fact most gen z is bi like a lot of people are bi so it's not like this is some wild thing like bisexuality heavily recorded throughout history heavily recorded throughout cultures our culture is so rich we're not strange or weird or an anomaly you know that's not the case dating as a bisexual i have this series called the misadventures of a bi black girl living in los angeles and i talk about these wacky crazy stories like the <laughs> the girl that i facetimed when she was drunk randomly and she called me a light bright and then never spoke to me again or um a girl who I was seeing and was like, oh, actually, don't answer this question. I know the answer to this question because I listen to your podcast. I'm like, you listen, you have parts of me. You don't know me, you know? Or just there's so many crazy things that happen in being a bisexual. And it's not easy, but it's not hard because we are hard or we're an anomaly or we're strange. It's hard because people have very strange expectations of bisexuals. They And this is why representation is so important because when we talk about bisexuality, when we talk about being queer, we often put it in this frame that it's like strange or odd or our representation that we see in television and film is very sexualized and very not necessarily the experiences of bisexuals. And so I think when people enter relationships with bisexuals, not just cis men, not just cis cis men. I spoke about this on a previous episode. It's not just cis men who have these strange expectations of bisexuals, but we're not difficult to love, you know? And I don't know who needs to hear that today. I don't know who needs to feel that today, but we are not difficult to love. And that does not just come with dating. That comes with family. That comes with coming out. That comes with friendships. If you're bi and your friend's treating you weird or you're bi and your family's treating you weird, we're not hard to love. That's on them. And sometimes people are just shitty period. We don't need to intellectualize about it. We don't need to journal about it. We don't need to sit with our feelings and speak with the therapist about it. Sometimes people are just shitty, period. (laughs) And I think the disservice that over-intellectualizing our feelings online has done is this idea that we have to get to the psychoanalysis of it. We need to figure out why somebody did something. We need to figure out, oh, well, her mother didn't love her. Her father left her her this, her that, her cousin, her this. No, this person was shitty. Let's move on. 
You know what I mean? And uh, the disservice of over-intellectualizing our feelings online is that we can't just feel. And one of the things that I did that I'm really proud of myself, I'm going to get emotional talking about it because there was a time that I would be so terrified to do this. But I was having a shitty week, not going to lie. I had a really really, really shitty week. There's so much going on in my personal life. There's so much going on in my professional life that it was shitty. It was a really shitty week. And I didn't feel like getting out of bed. And as a black woman, I was told for a really, really long time, you got to get out of bed. You got to move. You got to move through this. And so I was doing this thing on my TikTok where I was doing the heartbreak diaries. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Trader Joe's and buy myself flowers. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get myself a matcha. I'm going to get myself an extra snack. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take a mental health walk. I'm going to do, and I put all these things because I have like my, my care package, my mental health care package. But one of the things that I wasn't doing was just sitting in the pain of how painful things are right now sitting in the pain of this fucking sucks and i think as a black woman sometimes we're not afforded being able to just sit in how shitty things are and unfair things are so i did that i sat in the discomfort of feeling so upset and it's not easy because I'm like, well, what if I enter this hole and I cannot get out? And it's like, you are strong enough. You've always gotten out. You are strong enough to get out. So you can do this. So I sat in the shitty feelings, reminded myself that I'm not difficult to love, and kept it pushing. And by kept it pushing, I mean I left my room a mess, even though I'm like, I, my room has got to be perfect. It's, it's a symbol of my mental health. Like, it's got to be perfect, and I have to clean it every week. I didn't clean it. The dishes are not done. The bed is not made. The blinds are still closed. Like I'm sitting in my discomfort and it's very uncomfortable. And I'm sure at a certain point it'll be worth it. But for right now, it just feels good. And if you're a black femme or bi femme and you have intersecting identities, I challenge you and encourage you to sit in the discomfort and sit in the sadness and afford yourself the privilege of just being present with whatever emotion comes up. Because as painful as it is, as crappy as it is, it's not going to go away by trying to, to do the thing of getting out of it. I think of the song by Solange where she just she's like, I tried to sex it away. I tried to uh, buy it away. I tried to do all these things to get away from my feelings. She's a cancer, by the way, and cancer women are so beautiful, particularly cancer black women. Cancer black women are like the fiercest bitches on the face of the planet. Anyways, um, she talks about that. And I'm like, yeah. So anyways, Cranes in the Sky, listen to that song. I'm going to put together a playlist. It's going to be located in the show notes because we all deserve to feel our feelings not just white bitches. <laughs> so there's that. We're going to move on to buy recommendations because I've been watching some really good stuff. We need to talk about a lot of TV shows that have that have come out. We need to talk about a lot. But I'm going to start by talking about a, a movie that I watched years and years ago. And I recently rewatched it. And it's so good. Y'all, I let me tell you something. Stop what you're doing and go watch this. Movies used to be good. Movies used to be good. So I watched this movie. It's called Save. It's starring Jenna Malone, Mandy Moore, 
And it is about Mary, a devout Christian high schooler, dating Dean, Chad Faust. But her perfect world begins to fall apart when Dean reveals he's gay. She receives a vision from Jesus and tries everything she can to help Dean, including offering her virginity. Let me tell you, y'all. I watched this film when I was in my uh, cult girl era, my straight girl era, my in the Assemblies of God church era. Like, I watched this movie years ago. And it's so interesting rewatching it and realizing so many things came up for me, which is why I think movies and TV shows are so pivotal because they're so huge on representation. Yes, but they bring you to places. They take you to another place. So I was watching this movie and I was like, holy crap. I was remembering a lot of things that I was like, wow, I used to be a part of a church. <laughs> I was going to say cult because that's also what it was. But the movie is so good. It's so good. And ultimately, there's a lot that I saw between like these two main other characters that kind of was giving a homoerotic friendship. And I was like, okay. The main character is not uh, Mandy Moore, although that's what the poster kind of looks like. But the main character is actually not Mandy Moore. The main character is Mary. And she is such a baddie. There's so much that happens in this movie. You have to watch it. But her, there's this girl, Cassandra. The two of them develop this friendship out of being outcasts. And I just thought it was so cool and so beautiful and so on the nose because I, I've been there in, in those friendships where you're like, oh, we're both kind of like on the outskirts of this religion. Let's be friends. And there was kind of a homoerotic vibe, but like it wasn't quite spoken about, but it, it was just so good. It was so good. So if you haven't already seen the film Saved, it's freaking fantastic. Highly, highly recommend. It'll take you to a place. It'll take you out of a place. It's really good. It's really, really good. I also would love to talk about Swarm. If you're anything like me, your For You page, your timeline has been inundated with Swarm stuff. I wanted to wait to watch Swarm. Well, first of all, I wanted to take my time with it because I believe it's six episodes and I really wanted to like take my sweet beautiful time with every moment with that that tv show because there's so much to get from it there's so much to get from it but here's what i'll say about swarm what i really loved about this tv show is that there is a beautiful portrayal to me i don't know i'm sure somebody has a think piece about how they hate it and how they hate donald glover and we could talk about that. Donald Glover is trash in so many ways. But this TV show is a really the first time I've ever seen a black woman be so incredibly soft, unhinged, and human to me. This is another TV show that I was like, are the main characters in love? Like, is there a queer love story that's about to blossom between these two characters? I personally loved it. Like, I there were so many things that we could critique these people about. And that's another disservice that the um, the bubble internet does to us is like we always feel like we have to think what other people think, whatever. Anyways, I loved this series. I thought it was really great. I think it really talks about the brutality 
of being a black woman, but also the brutality of stand culture, of celebrity culture, the brutality of how black femmes are treated. It talks about friendship. I mean, this show, I'm telling you, y'all, there's a lot of layers. And if it wasn't controversial, would it really be important? I don't know. I also tweeted this, but what if Swarm is the visuals for Beyonce? Like it's clearly based on Beyonce. What if it's the visuals? I don't know, y'all. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it out there. So Swarm, fantastic show. A very quick description of what Swarm is about for anybody who doesn't know. Here's the logline. An obsessed Houston-based fan goes to increasingly violent lengths for her favorite R&B singer. Period. Okay. Per. Love that. Here's also what I'll say. Dominique Fishback is absolutely incredible. I looked up her birthday. Obviously, she's an Aries. She is absolutely incredible. And I don't think anybody else could have played this character, particularly any other sign could have played this character. She is so soft and so unhinged and so has so many beautiful colors to her acting that it's rare i'm i'm sounding like an old person but it's rare that we're so inundated with so many tv shows and so many films that it's rare to feel like you learned something or you got something from a tv show because there's so many things and you move on to the next so many things you move on to the, that was good move on to the next but with this show I, I really was able to sit with it and learn something. And the way that her acting is, is so good and so beautiful that I just like, I'm, I'm absolutely astounded. Another incredible performance by Damson Idris. He is incredible. Billie Eilish, surprisingly, very, very good. There were so many beautiful acting moments that I was like, wow, there's a lot of surrealism. Ultimately loved the TV show Swarm. And lastly, we're going to end on the most beautiful, beautiful note. The TV show that has lifted my soul and that has changed my life and that has truly been iconic and cultural shifting is Abbott Elementary. I say it again. I say it every time. This show is so good. And it's not just good because it's really funny and the writing is really tight. The first season was funnier. The writing was really tight. It's not just that. It's also because it speaks to a lot of things in race. It speaks to a lot of things in um the education system in Philly. It speaks to teachers. It speaks about marginalized um, and underserved people, but it does, you can tell it, they don't go into it. Like, how can we help black people? How can we help these children? How can they don't do that? They just come, they just tell their truth and in telling their truth, it resonates with people. And that's like the best way to tell stories, which is also why less white people <laughs> need to be at the top when it comes to producing things, because just by telling our stories, it is, so impactful because we're just being us and that's what abbott elementary does and it's so funny and um zach fox is so funny i first discovered him because kenny beats has this series on youtube where he has like artists come in and like freestyle 
and they come up with a beat together and they freestyle together. Kenny Beats is like this famous like producer who does a bunch of beats. Obviously, his last name. Well, it's not his real last name. It's not Beats. <laughs> That'd be crazy. He has artists come in. He's had Doja Cat come in. I think he had Isaiah Rashad. He's had so many people come in. He had this guy come in. And I was like, he kind of fine. He's kind of he's kind of cute. Uh, who was that? And I was and I'm always like, I don't know what it's called whenever you um are attracted to somebody being funny. Like, I don't know what that's called. I liked it. A lot. So anyways, this guy comes on and he's really funny and weird. He reminds me of the guy in like math class that would be like, let me cheat off of you. And you're like, no, but you're cute, but I'm not going to tell you you're cute. Anyways, so he like does this whole like rap and he's so clever and so funny and hilarious, like hilarious. And ever since then, I was like, oh, Zach Fox, that's my man. That's my man, my man, my man. And then I looked up his birth chart because I'm a human being with thoughts and emotions and feelings and a part of that is understanding astrology like would we be compatible tell me why i looked at this man's chart and he's a sagittarius now sagittarius rules my seventh house baby so for me personally a sag is gonna get me going every time every time every time and sometimes it's just like a friendship thing and I'm just like, I love Sages because they can like teach me things and I love it. And sometimes I'm like, bend me over, flip my legs to the side and just go for it. And sometimes, you know, there's no in between. It's like, I want to be your friend or I want you to raw dog me. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's no in between. With Zach Fox, I know exactly what it is. I'm like, zaddy, tell me what to do. Like he is so sexy. So anyways, and he's so funny. So I looked him up. He's a Sag. I've been following ever, ever since. When I saw him on Abbott Elementary, I lost my mind. He is perfect as the role. The TV show is incredible. Quinta deserves all of the Emmys that she is getting. She deserves all the good things that she's getting because she's so funny and clever and smart. She is also a Sagittarius. And she gives to me, she's like the Sag friend that I want to have. I told you, I have two, two thoughts on Sages. Raw dog me or be my friend and teach me things. Quinta, I want you to be my friend and teach me things. And Zach Fox... I want you to raw dog me. <laughs> I want you to I want you to do nasty, dirty things to me. Go watch Abbott Elementary. Another quick thing that I will say that has really nothing to do with a TV show that I watched. Apparently, the bear was like a big deal, right? Y'all were like, oh my God, the bear, that white man from Shameless is in it. He's so sexy. He's so hot. And I was like, yeah, he is sexy. He is hot. But quite frankly, the show was giving me anxiety because I worked in the service industry. So I was like, I can't do that. Okay, the guy's name is Jeremy Allen White. Y'all were thirsty for this white man. Also, this other white man is fun as fuck. Eben Moss Batch. Damn. What have I seen him in? Because he is not like the rest. What is he in? What have I seen him in that I was like, daddy, 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 girls. That's what I saw him in. Okay. He was in girls. I knew I saw him in something before. Anyways, y'all were thirsting after these white men. And I was like, okay, that's cool, but it's not enough to keep me. Like a a sexy white man as a lead in a show, that's like 90% of television. Like I don't, it's got to be better than that. Y'all did not tell me that the sexiest woman alive was in this show why why didn't you tell me that why didn't you why didn't you tell me that so 
Her name is Ao Edibiri, but I fully plan on here's my here's my imagination ship with her. So here's what's gonna happen. Here's how we're gonna fall in love. So Ao is gonna be at a party, right? It's gonna be a party in LA, and I'm gonna be like, oh my god, that's Ao, and you're from the Bear, and she's gonna be like, oh my god, hi, and I'm gonna be like, hi back, and then she's gonna be like, you're pretty, and I'll be like, oh my god, no, you're pretty, and then we're gonna be in that you know, that pretty, no, you're pretty, you're pretty, you're pretty femme femme battle, you know, when you're battling it. And then it takes one person to take it over the top. You know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It takes one femme to be like, and I don't mean pretty like as in, I want to be your friend. I mean, pretty as in, I'm going to do some dirty things to you. (laughs) It takes one femme to do that. And I'm always that femme and that's okay. I don't mind. I don't mind playing that role. I'm a Scorpio, so I don't mind it. So anyways, we're going to have a pretty battle. Then I'm going to be like, and not in a, not in a straight pretty way, in a gay, gay, gay way. And then she's going to be like, I know. And then we're going to fall in love and live happily ever after. And that's my imagination ship with Ao. And I know it's going to happen because that's just how I feel about it. Yeah. That's just how I feel about it. So obviously, I need to look up her chart. She's so funny. She's a Libra. Y'all, I don't know if I get along with Libra. So (laughs) romantically, I always find Libras to be like cutesy. I've never been like, damn. But for her, I'm like, damn. Um, Anyways, she is a Libra. I want to look at her whole chart. What's her Mars? Give Give me a sexy Mars, please. Drum roll, everyone. Drum roll, please. She has a... Libra stellium. This is not looking good, you guys. This is not looking good for our compatibility. This is not okay. She's a Libra stellium. I think her Mercury, Venus, Sun, and Chiron all in Libra. Damn, you won't make it through. Well, she's an Aquarius moon. Yeah, too much air going on here. Don't know if we would make it through the winter. I'm still having my imagination ship because I deserve good things, okay? <laughs> I deserve good things. Anyways, if you have not seen Abbott Elementary, highly recommend you watch Abbott Elementary. It is so good. It's so fantastic. The last episode, killer, incredible, fantastic. Highly recommend. That is hot by summer for the week, y'all. There are so many exciting things happening that I'm so excited to update you on. I'm so excited to have some really cool and fun and juicy things happen and cool and fun and juicy guests be on soon. Um, to stay updated on all of that good stuff, please head to Instagram. That's where I announce all of my good stuff. If you haven't already, ready, rate, subscribe, do all the things so that I can have access to talking about this more. Like we love talking about TV. We love talking about black baddies on TV. If you love talking about black baddies on TV, do not forget to rate, subscribe, do all the things, hit all the buttons, like um, share the podcast with a friend and talk about Swarm and talk about my take. And if you liked my take or if you didn't like my take, I don't care. Just share it. And that is hot by summer for the week. Mars really is in cancer, y'all. <laughs> Here we are. Give yourself permission to protect the things that you love and cry about the things that you want to let go. Ooh, I just ate. I just ate. I just ate with that. Anyways, thank you for listening to Hot by Summer. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.